But our next guest maybe has a little bit of a cautionary message. I want to bring in David Whiston, U.S. Autos Equity Analyst at Morningstar. Uh, David, good to have you here to cap the week for autos. We started off with Tesla's deliveries, but it wasn't enough to get the stock back above 700. And your view of the company is that we still have a little bit of downside that we could realize in Tesla. So walk me through that right now. Well, sure. And I should clarify, we are very old school value investors, DCF based investors, and Tesla's obviously a story stock. And, and it's what's what, what people think about with Tesla's, what is this company going to look like? Um, five, not, not even five years out, but really 10 to 20 years from now is how big is it really going to be? And that's, mm -hmm. that's where the speculation is in the wide split in opinion. You've got people saying they'll be a niche player and you've got people saying like Elon Musk saying they'll sell 20 million vehicles even before the end of the decade if they execute well. Now think about that. That's double the size of what Toyota and VW Group are today. So you have to have assume there's just a tremendous amount of perfection and that they can perfect also get level five autonomy perfected and that everybody then wants a Tesla because they can make money owning a Tesla that they can't make owning anything else. Mm -hmm. I think that that assumes an awful lot and it doesn't give its competitors a lot of credit, frankly. So are we seeing the exhaustion of this trade start to show up? Is this, I mean, the, your, your view that the stock is worth 350 bucks, the price target, it's got your lowest rating out there. Obviously that's a pretty deep dive from here, but with Tesla's history, I mean, it would only really take us back to levels from like the summer fall last year. Uh, but if someone's watching this and they say, hey, I think Tesla's overdone, did we get a sign this week that maybe there is kind of a lack of marginal buyer? I mean, they had some pretty good deliveries relative to estimates. Yeah, it was certainly a great quarter. And I, I, th I think, unfortunately, I think the quarter quarterly numbers here, they get overdone because quite honestly, the people that freak out about, say, the numbers that came out over the weekend, they're going to freak out about a whole new set of numbers 90 days from now. Um, so it's it's just one quarter, it's just one step in the journey. And obviously the past couple of years, they, their volume has done extremely well. They've, they've ramped up a lot with both three and now the Y, and that will continue as they, they get more capacity online in Germany and in China and, and the, the Cybertruck in Texas. Um, but I mean, in terms of when does it hit 700 again, that, that's just a, lo a lot of noise. And it's, you know, God bless the people that can trade that and time that perfectly, because I, I, it, it's always so hard, hard to know. I think it just comes down to how much perfection do you want to bake into the stock? Um, and that's that's up to every individual investor and their own risk tolerance. Did these numbers from this week suggest that the uh, semiconductor issue, the kind of parts supply chain for Tesla, uh, was able to be worked out uh, the fact that they did hit the delivery numbers or is there still potential risk there that they're going to be unable to reach quotas over the coming months uh, given the fact that there are still too few chips being made yeah unfortunately for the whole auto industry the semiconductor shortage is not over uh, q2 will probably end up being the worst of it um, so we just don't know how much it, it's going to hurt every individual automaker toyota for example seems extremely well positioned almost everyone else not so much but yes i i would agree with you it looks like for the most part tesla was okay in q1 and uh, as some may know elon just put out a tweet this week thanking the supplier partners for keeping um tesla in stock um the one cautionary flag though is the snx production numbers they reported for q1 if i remember right it was zero and some of that is a model year changeover but also it does make me wonder if they did divert some semiconductor supply away from the SNX to focus on the three and Y, for example, mm. which is also interesting because on the earnings call, 
uh, Elon Musk said the, the new SNX is in production right now, yet there's no production reported. So that really doesn't make any sense to me. Mm. Now, right now, in terms of how to get exposure to the overall group, you do have a more favorable rating on General Motors, three stars, roughly around a neutral price target that's just a little shy of where we trade right now. So it seems like at least to the pickup for the traditional automakers that we've seen in the stock market, you view as having been realized now, or uh, is GM still a better own uh, compared to Tesla if one wants exposure to the auto space? A lot of the great or huge alpha, I should say, really happened after, right after the pandemic in 2020. So I think even GM is now, and Tesla would both be a momentum play. Yeah. Um, I just think GM is more fairly valued today uh, relative to Tesla. Um, I think w to, in terms of, you asked about all the legacy automakers, um, GM's much further along in its turnaround and restructuring than say Ford is, for example. So uh, Ford's another name that could have some upside if Jim Farley and his team can, can execute, which I, I think they will. I think the Mustang Mach-E is not getting enough attention yet. That's a really, other outside of the uh, lack of autonomous capability, it's a very uh, competitive vehicle with the, the Model Y, for example. Mm. Um, but I think across a, a, a lot of sectors, um, given the, the rally we had in 2020, it is hard to find uh, great bargains today relative to six to nine months ago. So for the autos trade as a stock, it seems like uh, some of that uh, potential has been realized in your view. What about the actual underlying numbers? I mean, are we going to continue to see auto buyers? Do you have a view that the kind of real economy for vehicles is also reaching sort of an apex at this moment? Well, that's that's the weird thing. Um, demand looks extremely attractive right now, and I think will remain that way because we had uh, a recovery from 2020 that, um, due to the pandemic, that still hasn't been fully realized because inventory couldn't fully ramp up. Then you had the semiconductor problem and the storms in Texas and the the Renaissance uh, Renaissance fire in, in Japan, um, also exacerbating the semiconductor problem. Um, so honestly, I, I think in 2022, if if let's say everything does get more normalized production with supply chain wise in in late 21, I think the U.S. auto sector in terms of sales in 22 could absolutely be just fantastic. Um, and mm. mix here is very important too. It's not just volume. Mix matters a lot because Americans are gobbling up light truck models, which are pickups, SUVs, vans, crossovers in particular, crossovers. Um, and those are much more profitable than say a, a Toyota Camry, a Chevy Malibu, midsize sedan. Um, and that's very much in the wheelhouse of the Detroit Three that specialize in light truck models. So they have roughly 90% of their sales mix towards light truck in the United States. Okay, all right. Uh, like the um, uh, clarity here on the difference maybe between what's happening in autos and what's happened already in some of the stocks. We're gonna trade with that in mind. Thanks, David.